This is the Triangle's Afternoon News with Rick and Donna Martinez. Folks, you got to pick up this week's uh, Triangle Business Journal because the cover story, let's just put it this way, I think I was like five graphs into these uh, this story and I said, you have got to be kidding me. And we're fortunate to have the author of the of the story, which is uh, entitled "Downtown's Rapid Changes: Roll into Southeast Raleigh." Joining us is the uh, author of this uh, story, Ben Graham, and his big deal editor, uh, Dame <laughs> Huffman from the Triangle Business Journal. Gentlemen, thank you for taking time out of your day to discuss this very, very important story. So yeah, glad to be here, Ben. You know what? Um, I thought that downtown Raleigh was the rage. I thought that's where all the growth was. I thought that's where um, everybody wanted to buy, and that uh, properties were absolutely booming. And that may be true, but the piece you've written for the cover story of this week's Triangle Business Journal says folks need to be looking at Southeast Raleigh. What's going on there? Well, I think the two issues are actually linked. Uh, how you know the population in downtown Raleigh has been growing gangbusters. It's up 250% since the year 2000. More than 8,500 people live downtown right now, and that growth is now moving southward. Developments have, our developers have, uh, are starting to look south of Martin Luther King Boulevard, and um, there's been new homes popping up all over the place, really, within the last two or three years. You know, the thing that surprised me, Ben, is that, you know, maybe I wasn't surprised that Southeast Raleigh was getting some uh, development, but my goodness, one is the price of the property, and two, uh, you are having big deal, you know, doctors, lawyers, uh, professionals that are are moving into uh, a part of town, let's just say 10, 15 years ago, they wouldn't even uh, give uh, give it a second look. Yeah, maybe not even five years ago. Uh, but yeah, there's. Uh, you know, I spoke with IBM employees, a Red Hat employee. They are uh, living in these new homes, but you know, they can, in the case of the Red Hat employee, can see his office building from the deck of his home. It's a 10 or 15 minute walk to the core of the city. So I think that is part of what's drawing people here is that prices are still relatively low compared to downtown, but it's a great location. So, Dean. What does this mean for the people who've lived in this area for years and years and years? This sounds like rapid change and pretty big-time change. Is, is there a tension there? Are there people well, wondering, hey, what does this mean for me? There definitely is. And to, to Rick's point about, oh, my gosh, being five, five paragraphs into the story, when, when Ben first started talking about this, I was like, really? I mean, my son had gone to the middle school in that area, Ligon, not that long ago, six years ago. And I just wasn't sure I fully believed that this had happened to the extent that he was talking about. And I went and drove around it just out of curiosity. And it's astonishing how quickly yeah. this has changed. But yeah. it's exactly right. Um, it's a really good story. We were just really tell readers about how different this is. But, you're, but Donna, you're exactly right. So the people who've lived in this neighborhood, historically black neighborhood, since the, you know, parts of it since the turn of the Civil War, rest of it since the start of the you know, 20th century, if you rented, those rents are going up, and that's what Ben's talking about. So the rents are going to go, go way beyond the capacity of what's been a predominantly poor community to be able to afford them. Now, if you owned your house, and a lot of these homes have been owned by families you know, for 70, 80 years, if you own your house, then the value of that property has gone from you know, fifty dollars to $60,000 not that long ago to where the lot itself is worth, you know, deep into six figures and a house on that lot is going to be worth four or five hundred thousand dollars well that sounds like it's only going to accelerate that that sounds like a big time opportunity for some of those folks there if they 
want to or in, are inclined to actually sell and move. And if they're going to stay, then um, they've got essentially a, an appreciating, a rapidly appreciating asset, but it's all on paper. That's correct. So if your family bought that house, let's say, in 1928, you referenced that uh, in the store. If you're at home, what well, was dates in 1928, now that house is worth $350,000. So if you don't have a mortgage on it, chances are you don't. You have a chance to walk away from three fifty. As Ben points out in the story, though, where do you go? That's the, and that's the story of these things when you have these neighborhoods that, that become gentrified. You know, you're going to have to go somewhere else, maybe pretty far away. Um, but that's the, that's the tension, or that's the challenge, is a city like Raleigh explodes the way it is. You know, Ben, I want to congratulate you and uh, Dane for, you know, giving him the space to devote uh, some um, some reporting to the history of this area. Because if you are a newcomer, and we got a bunch of them, uh, to uh, the Triangle and to Raleigh, it gives you a kind of a hint of how things were for African Americans as far as where they could live. Yeah, that's true. Dane is more of the history buff than I am, but um, as he mentioned earlier, this was until you know maybe the 60s or 70s, it was um, a neighborhood where there were a lot of professors living there from Shaw University, yeah. um, other types of professionals, uh, but it saw kind of a decline. It's hard to put an exact timeline on the decline and even um, specific reasons, but it Definitely saw a decline over the past few decades, uh, and that's where today we've got homes that are built, boarded up uh, next to you know brand new homes that are on the market for almost a half million dollars. Well, I have to say, gentlemen, this is a really fascinating story because we we are accustomed to reading and hearing about North Raleigh, downtown Raleigh, uh, uh, Research Triangle Park. But I have to say, this is the first time I've seen a focus like this on Southeast Raleigh and what is uh, this big transformation that's occurring there and the pros and cons, the good and the bad of what that means for the different people involved you know, and again, I want to congratulate you, Ben, because when I first saw the headline of this, I was kind of a thinking. I was thinking of, okay, will uh, the the boom come to Southeast Raleigh? That's come to other. And I read your story. Holy mackerel! It's there. It's there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Excellent piece. Ben Graham and Dane Huffman from the Triangle Business Journal. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Glad to be and again, we're talking about the cover story of this week's Triangle Business Journal, Downtown's Rapid Changes Roll into Southeast Raleigh, written by one of the gentlemen that uh, we've just been speaking to, Ben Graham.